are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. just uh, bask in your presence. We thank you that you are here in our midst. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the invitation that we can lay our lives down. And as we lay our lives down, we gain our life in you. So Jesus, I pray that lives would be transformed this weekend. I pray that lives would be set apart I pray lives would be healed. I pray lives would be yours fully as we sang everything and nothing less. Would you continue to remove whatever might be hindering us from devoting our whole walk to you? Jesus, I thank you for this team. I thank you for the pour out that they just did. But I thank you for the hearts that engaged it fully. And I just pray that as we engage your word, we just thank you that it's alive. That we aren't just learning from a book of ancient words that don't have life to them, but we get to learn from a book that continues to be read across the world and captures hearts and saves them from the pits of hell. We thank you, Lord, for this word. I just pray as we learn from your word, Lord, we'd be so receptive. We give you great thanks for this night, Lord. And in Jesus' awesome name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Everybody hydrated? If you're not, you best be getting your water now. (laughs) It's an awesome privilege to be here with you all tonight and this weekend. I want to personally thank the Resurgence team and Travis for inviting me to come and join you all. I counted a privilege. Um, One of the reasons why I counted a privilege is because anytime I get to speak from the Word of God, I find myself very blessed. Um, So this is really special for me. Um, Before we get started, and I want you guys to pay attention how this is going to roll out because it's part of my message tonight. So pay attention to how people respond in this next little exercise. (laughs) How many um, of you like chocolate? (laughs) Hmm, I'm not really convinced. (laughs) Like if you're really, like you really like chocolate, make it known. You can be probably a little more conspicuous. If I had chocolate to give, who should I give it to? Oh, who is that? Oh, okay, one's going over there. One's going over there. Come on now. Okay. Oh, I was a bat catcher. <laughs> I had to, I had to, sorry. <laughs> Way to run for it though. That's a fielder. Yeah? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. My goodness gracious. Okay, so the reception of, uh, of the chocolate was very important. If, uh, because the word that I am uh, going to bring tonight is the word receive. Now, we talk chocolate. But uh, the word that God wanted me to open with was the word receive. Um, how we receive the word is critical to our walk. How many of you know that? Ah, that's good. That's what I need. Um, Your reception of the word is absolutely, irrevocably crucial to you growing. um, I'm going to give you a little background So you don't just assume I was Pentecostal, because I wasn't, but I am now. Um, So 
I grew up in a Catholic home, and uh, um, my dad got born again. And uh, when he did, I was about six or seven. So I started attending um, a conservative Pentecostal church at that time. And then I graduated. After I got that, I got baptized in grade 11, and I graduated. And I went to Bible college, and I went to a Baptist Bible college. Woo! Yes! I know that gentleman over there. Um, And so we went Catholic, conservative Pentecostal, Baptist, and then Baptist again. And the reason why I say Baptist is because I went for my undergrad at the Baptist College here in Edmonton, and then the Lord called me to my master's in marriage and family therapy in a Baptist seminary in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to which I then attended an evangelical church that is basically the pastor, um, his mentor um, would have been like John Piper. He was very close with John, and so you can imagine kind of the teaching was very evangelical. And then the Lord called me back to O Canada. Amen. And uh, he called me back for revival. He did, he did. And um, he led me to a very Pentecostal church. So, um, and an apostolic church. And so I'm very proud because I have some of my very own peeps here tonight, which isn't always common. I've got just a few of them mixed in here, and it's just so wonderful. I attended a church called Zami. Z-A-M-I-E. It's called Zion Apostolic Ministries International Church. It's a great church. Our pastor is um, an East Indian who is called on a prophetic word here in the city and uh, is standing for revival. So the heart is united here. Um, So just to give you a little backdrop, why I say that is because I've been through a journey of receiving the word and going to different churches. So I've got a really nice spectrum uh, to base this off of. And um, so I went from Catholic to not saying anything, to almost sleeping, to now Pentecostal, I'm the one standing in the front row, uh, receiving the word with a lot of vigor. And I love it. So when I first came back to Edmonton, this is before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, I was going and I was doing, I went to a Bible study, and um, I remember my mentor was there, and uh, we were leaving the meeting, And I was watching these people in my church respond to the word. And it was so like, amen, hallelujah. And I was so confused because I was like, how is it that they can respond like that without even processing it? It's just like, didn't make any sense. I'd be like writing notes. I'd be like, good thought, that's good. This is excellent. And then I go home and I read it. I'd be like, man, that's like awesome. That's like really good teaching. And I do a little praise dance and I would enjoy. But I didn't understand at all how they were able to say amen, hallelujah, like right out of it, out of the, out of the gate. And so one night when I asked my mentor this, I looked in the car and I just said, how is it that they're able to respond like this? And she didn't even respond. She didn't say nothing. The Holy Spirit immediately answered me and said, It is my spirit in them that bears witness to the word. It's not even their head. This catches up. But I was listening here, and I really thought, like, wow, that's a really good message. Like, that's some good teaching. And I was listening from here. After I I received the Holy Spirit and got baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, um, it was like I was the amen girl, like, seriously. And I still am. I don't write notes anymore. I love people who write notes, but I cannot. I'm like, receive, mine, received, mine. And uh, so it's been a journey. I, I have to say, I've not always been this way, but if you were to come to my church, you would see me. I f- sometimes feel obnoxious, but I can't help it because the word is so good and it's so precious for me. And if I'm not in the word, I can't do my job. So the word is absolutely precious for me. It's life. So I'm really excited to talk on this tonight, and I don't want to go too long because it's Friday night, right? And we got here, it was a long drive, and we, it would be nice to visit and stuff. So I do want to bring this to set it up for tomorrow because I think it's really imperative for the word I'll bring tomorrow that our hearts be prepared to receive. Amen? Everybody say receive. Ooh, I like this group already. Okay. So I'm going to go turn to Luke 8, if you would, with me, please. 
or flip it on your device, whichever you prefer. Once you get to eight, we're going to hop along right to four. And I'm just going to read from NASB. It's very close to ESV. Um, so hopefully it won't be too confusing. Everybody okay? We good to go? Okay. When a crowd, a large crowd, was coming together... And those from the various cities were journeying, journeying, were journeying. Help me, journeying, journeying. Hola! I slept at four a couple nights ago. This is really what's happening. I think. Say it again. Journeying. Oh. Okay, like seriously, my like pronunciation royally bites. Like I'm. <laughs> If I get through this, like, okay, anyways. Good thing there's no big names. Okay. That's why I was, I seriously was going to go as a teacher, and then I started getting intimidated, like, sweating bullets, thinking about announcing the students' names. I was like, I just cannot even handle thinking about that. So I really respect teachers. Um, moving on. Okay, so when a large crowd was coming together, everybody say large crowd. Yeah, so Jesus took the opportunity to do this parable with a large crowd. So that's, we're a large crowd, amen? So I think this applies to us. Amen. And was coming together, and those from the various cities were journeying to him. He spoke by way of a parable. I always get intimidated when I read parable, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Okay. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell beside the road. Everybody say road. And it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Oh, dear. Other seed fell on rocky soil. Everybody say rocky and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, everyone? Yeah, and the thorns grew up and it choked it out. And other seed fell into the good soil. Everyone say good soil. And, and grew up and produced a crop of not 10, no, no, not 50, a hundred times as great or a hundredfold. Amen. As he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That always intimidated me. I thought, oh gosh, that's the warning. You ought to be listening. His disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And he said to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So they're an exclusive group at that point. But to the rest, it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no firm root. They believe for a while, oh dear, and in time of temptation fall away. Mercy. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. And as they go on their way, they are choked with the worries, oh dear, and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. Hmm. So that means they did kind of bring fruit, but it didn't mature. But the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Some translate it patience. Tonight, I really want you to think about the condition of your heart. Because this is going to determine how well this seed goes in this weekend. Folks, we can come to conferences, we can go to church, 
We can go to meetings. We can go to our own personal study. But if we are not connected to the condition of our hearts, it's a huge loss. Because pastors, as long as they're preaching the word, they're sowing seed. And seed has the ability to transform us. But it all depends on the condition of our heart. So I just want you to think about that for a minute before I go further. Just evaluate honestly, honestly, where is your heart at tonight? I'm not going to make you confess it. (laughs) But I do want you to just actually think about it for a minute because we really don't stop long enough to ask these questions. Just think about it. Take a minute. You can close your eyes. You can just, just register where's my heart at. And once you kind of get an idea where you're at, ask him, Father, would you minister so that my heart be fertile ground? Make my heart receptive. Jesus, you said guard your heart above all else for all matters of life flow from it. We can go through the motions and be completely disconnected from our hearts. If that's the case, Lord, it's very difficult for the seed to be implanted. But tonight, we just sang over and over and over, let this be a new place. Let this do a new thing. I surrender all. I give up myself. And so, Lord, we present our hearts. We pray and ask that our hearts would produce a hundredfold. Our hearts would be a place of harvest. Our hearts would be such fertile ground. And if they're not, I pray tonight and tomorrow, and before we leave this place, you would radically rip through and, and totally tend to, if there's thorns, pull them out, Lord. I pray if it's rocky and it needs moisture, I pray they wouldn't leave this place without asking for an outpouring of your rain, of your Holy Spirit on their heart. Father, we don't want to play around. We don't want to play games. We really, really want to be people who are after your own heart. David prayed, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that is my prayer tonight, Lord. These people, we would truly have hearts cleansed. We would have hearts receptive and fertile. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A couple of things I want to highlight in this parable, and I'm going to go on to a couple other passages. So as he said in in the first chunk, and he told the parable, he said, as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Those who have heard... And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. So they may not uh, believe and be saved. Here's the deal, folks. It's so important that you pray for people. You pray against any attack of the enemy. This is very important because the devil is wanting to steal seed. He's actually looking for ways he can cast doubt or just kind of rob the seed from being deposited in us. He's, He's lurking. Because he knows if it goes in, game over. If it takes, one word takes in us, it has a capacity to change a nation. I believe that. How many times we've heard history makers say, I was listening to one sermon and my life changed forever. I was listening to one man of God and I'll never be the same again. How many times we've heard this? So just know, even in this place, I'm so grateful because I know the team prayed. They really prayed, and, they, and they, they got this place ready for reception of the word. So can we even just say a huge thank you and clap our hands for the team who prepared this place? Yeah. Amen. Really, this is so precious. I, I, honestly, these are fundamentals. These are foundations. As somebody who's now, I've gotten to speak at a lot of different places, I can sense if the place has been prayed for. I'm sure that Travis can, people who've, who've went to places and spoken, you can sense if there's been an investment of prayer. 
Because the hearts, the reception, everything's there. You can just walk right into it. It's amazing. That's why uh, my pastor, when he goes overseas to, th- these people pray and fast for a year to have him. And they see miracles over there. They do because it's a year of fasting and prayer because the anticipation is so there. So it's like he just has to walk in because the atmosphere has been charged. It's ready to go with great faith. And it can happen here. We're no different. We carry the same Holy Spirit. Hello? Hello? Okay. So very important when you are in going to church, you pray for your pastor, pray for your people. When you walk into the church, the sanctuary, say, devil, not today. Not today. Yes, that's right. No, yeah. You're not going to have any hold in this place. You're not going to come and devour the seed that the pastor is going to lay out here. Not today. Rise up. Saints, don't leave it all on the pastor. You, as soon as you walk in that church, just start praying and saying, Lord, we, just res- we, we reserve this place. It's holy ground. And come against the devil. Some fell on the rock. As it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. So they received it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, mm, but a time of testing. Oh, dear. Okay, how many of you have uh, at least know somebody? <laughs> I won't even say you. How many of you know somebody who took the word and, yeah, time of testing, gone, gone, bye-bye. They just departed. How many? Arms up, no problem. Yeah? It's very common. They go to meetings. Yes, I received it. It's so good. I had a couple, um, her son in our church, uh, there's this, no, two two people. They weren't. Uh, they were common law, and uh, uh, Sonia in our church. She had her these two friends who were living together, and they had a little boy. His name was Samuel. True story. This is really powerful. Samuel um, was born with organs um, on the wrong side of his body. He had a lot of issues as a little baby, and uh, Sarah, the mother, was struggling so much, and. Um, and what happened was Sonia in our church just said, you got to bring baby to the, um, to the church, like get pastor to pray for the baby. And she's like, no, I don't want to bring the baby. So Sonia's like, well, I'll bring the baby. <laughs> Bless Sonia. That's, we just got to bring the babies sometimes. Just go get the babies. Just get the car seat. Say, I'll bring the baby. Just send me with a bottle, bring the baby. Well, lo and behold, pastor prayed for baby. And this child got radically healed, completely healed. He had lactose intolerance. He couldn't even drink milk. And he got completely healed. It was an absolute creative miracle. This family started coming. It was awesome. Um, for, for whatever reason, the Lord allows me to hold babies and, and cool things sometimes end up happening. And so Samuel would just, I don't know, come to me for whatever reason. He would just come. And uh, I would worship with him. And then sure enough, the little guy would start, he was in his diaper, I don't know, one and a half, no kidding. And his mom would put oceans on and he would just worship in his diaper. I have it on video. It's crazy. It's amazing. So a little worship, he just got spirit of worship. Amazing. His mom was like, what the bleep is going on with my son? Like, this is amazing, but I don't know what this is. Um, but they kept coming. They kept coming. And then she got pregnant, and she had a miscarriage. Testing. And she stopped coming. Haven't seen them since. Actually, I went and visited them, but they haven't come back to the church. And it was so tragic because I saw Samuel, he was starting to blossom. And these are real stories, Yeah. Like, this is, they actually witnessed a miracle and one testing. Gone. Don't, don't come no more. She couldn't understand it. She couldn't understand how could God, you know, save her baby and then a baby be gone. She just couldn't comprehend it. And this happens. So it's very important to get rooted in the Word of God. It's very, very important to go to Bible studies. It's very important to, to always bring the Word in your small groups. If you guys have small groups, let's not chit-chat. We could do that on The View. Please, no. If we've got, we got small groups, bring the word of God. It's living. 
It's what can transform us if you mix it with faith. We've got the thorns. Oh, do we have the thorns. So the thorns, the seed fell among some thorns, and those who heard, it was choked by the cares of the world, riches, pleasures of life, and their fruit didn't mature. How many of you know that? People, God blesses them. Ah, he blesses them with the home, and then they never come to church because then they got to work for the home because they want to upgrade the home. Or I don't get it. I don't get it. So like, or he, you know, like, he, he gives, he gives, he blesses, and then they get preoccupied with the increase. Oh, dear. Don't get preoccupied with the increase. Just thank him and then give it back. Just give it back. Don't hold on and cling to stuff, guys. But the Lord will increase you. He will bless you. He does actually want his kids to be blessed. He does. I share this with a few of my clients, so I'm so sorry for clients that are here. And if you hear repeats, I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm going to have to tell this. So I, uh, I'll tell this little story about my house because I think it's a testimony of how God um, adds to your life. So a few years ago, a few young adults in my church had dreams, three of them, in two weeks that I was supposed to get a house. I was living in a basement suite. I didn't mind. I don't care. I'm not at home. <laughs> so I work a lot, and I'm at my church a lot. So I, I didn't care about a home. It was okay. But the Lord gave dream for three young adults to, that I'm going to have a home. So I said, okay, amen. And I just actually put it in the oven of heaven, and I just said, when, whenever. I, okay. And I, because I didn't, it didn't bear witness yet in my spirit. But I didn't, I didn't reject the dreams. I just didn't bear witness yet in my spirit. So I just put it on hold. How many of you have gotten a word and it didn't bear witness, but you just put it on hold? True? Yes? Okay, I'm, I'm talking to right people. Good. So on hold. And then I think it was a couple years go by. And another lady in my church comes up to me and she said, Jolene, I was taking the bus. And I was going by Summerside. Summerside was a place, a neighborhood that I loved because I had a lot of people from my church who lived there, and I just loved it. So I think I prayed at one point. I was like, this would be a really nice neighborhood. And that's about it. Um, and so she said she took the bus by Summerside, and she saw these offices in Summerside. And um, she thought, man, that would be a really great place for Julian's office. And then she dozed off. Now, she's a nurse. She's coming back from the hospital. She dozes off, and um, while she's sleeping, she's kind of wrestling. No, no, that's going to be too far for her because I live in Millwoods at the time. And she directly heard the Lord say she will live in Summerside, and she'll work in Summerside. Done. So that was two years ago. Um, she gets this dream, and so she tells me it, December 30th. And... Um, that January, so this would be a year ago, um, that January, I said, okay, that's four. I'm going to start really diligently praying. And it bear witnessed in my spirit. So I started looking for houses. Again, I'm not really, this is not a big deal for me. I, I, maybe for some people it is. And I understand, like, new home buyers, it's, woo, house and everything. But uh, seek ye first. The kingdom and his righteousness and all the rest shall be added. So when we're singing that, I'm like, that's my story. That is my story. Seek ye first. And all the rest shall be. Say it one more time. Let's not be slaving for these things, folks. Should be added. Our destiny is not in things, but he will bless you with increase. So January. I got seek ye first the whole time. Seek ye first, seek ye first, seek ye first, seek ye first. So I go and I look at one house. No kidding. No. I go by myself. I didn't even call a realtor. I was like, I'll just go sniff around. So I went and I, I went to one house. No. Nah. And I had one more appointment. And I walked in, brought a friend, walked in. I went, oh my. I'm home. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave the house. It's like, that's a problem. I have, to, I have to leave to write the thing. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. So I called a realtor, and I said I'd like to make an offer. She's like, do you want to look at any more houses? I said, no, no. 
I, I got my house. It's done. She's like, you've ever done this process before? I said, no. She's so confused. She was not a Christian. You best believe believe, and I got an opportunity to testify. I said, there's three dreams, blah, 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 fourth, blah, blah, blah. She was like, okay. So um, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I don't mind. What, what's the sh- Make his name famous, folks. Make his name famous. So here we go. I signed the dotted line. I'm signing my life over, they say, or whatever. And I'm not sweating. Like, it's okay. And in between, I'm seeing clients and whatever. It's, she comes to my office. She's like, you're sure you don't want to look at any more houses? I said, I'm sure. It's okay. She's like, okay. Signed it off. All I hear is seek ye first, seek ye first. I gotta stop this and I've got to show you something. This is just too fun. Um so here we go. My uh my mom was in Grand Prairie. She came into town and the house was um yeah, that that works too. Um one sec, here we go. I can find it. Watch this. Yeah. There it is. Um, my mom was in Grand Prairie, uh, came to Edmonton, and uh, I said, Ma, I got a house, I think. Can you come and see it? Uh, still conditions. But um, she's like, yeah, I'll come. I mean, and this house, I tell you not, this is crazy. This house is my colors. This house had my curtains. They built the house for me. Surely they had me in mind. They just didn't know it, but he did. This thing, like when you live in a basement suite, you don't get a tub. <laughs> I hated it. Sometimes I go to my friend's house, can I have a tub? Can I have a bath, please? Can I just have a bath? <laughs> I'm being so transparent tonight. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> true story. So, what do I get in this house? An awesome bathtub, but also a spa shower. Come on, increase. Okay. I, I wouldn't have even known to ask for that stuff, like honestly. So then it also had, I'm a worship leader at my church, it also had speakers throughout the house. Are you kidding? What, what, what houses now like have the speakers? Like a few, but not many. Right? Oh. So what? So my, my mom comes and I want to show her the house and I said, Ma, you gotta see, you gotta see. I gotta show you the speakers. Hold on. So remember the one verse: Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the rest shall be added unto thee. I plug in my phone. I don't realize what song is on my phone. Okay. I do not realize this. I just plug it in, run upstairs, and this is what's. Seek ye first. Don't ask why I have music like that on my phone. <laughs> Don't ask. Okay, anyways, um, it's really good for sleeping. Okay, so, it's, yeah, it's true. It's really, really good. So, um, that was the first song I played in my house. Isn't that cool? Of all songs, I had no idea. I just plugged it in. There it was. I have like probably over a thousand songs on my phone. Kapow. There it was. Seal the deal. And I moved in. And so the story continues. This is hot off the press. I'll just continue the story. So um, not very many people know this, but I'm going to go for it. So the Summerside, the office in Summerside, I'm praying about this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kara says. I'm praying about this, and um, it's been a year. So I'm, I'm in the waiting again. I have to, it has to bear witness. So I've been driving every time in Summerside going, anytime you can quicken my spirit, go ahead. I'm ready. And I, um, yeah, so uh, August 17th, quick, quick, I notice in my spirit, um, start thinking about this. Okay. So I nodded it. I, I do a lot of archiving about my walk with God. It just helps me remember um, if you need any journaling or archiving tips, please see Tiza in the middle row there. <laughs> she is the genius of all journalers I've ever met in my life. Um, so if you want journaling techniques, talk to her. She's amazing. So uh, so August 17th, I write on my phone. I'm like, woohoo, this is good. Um, I'm supposed to start considering this. So I told. it was interesting because I was texting one of my pastors in my church, and I just t- told him this. 
And um, I just said, you know, Pastor, I just really need the green light to go for it. And he said, it's just a matter of time. So the next day, I, I actually, I've never done this really before, um, but we, are, we have a connection in California with a prophetess, a very, very mighty woman, very humble, very meek woman, and um, who's connected to our church. And so I just WhatsApped her, and I just said, hey, uh, I'm in this situation. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Could you just pray? And um, if you see anything, let me know. Click. And next day, she closes her eyes. She seeks the Lord. She's like, Jolene, as soon as I closed my eyes, I saw a green light. Matthew 7, 7, because you've knocked, uh, because you've sought me, and you've knocked, the door shall be opened. So it's hot off the press, folks. So in whatever timing the Lord permits, I'm at his disposal, which is really fun because here's the deal. This is where it really gets awesome. Because <sighs> we pray about being the demonstration of God's goodness, I have absolutely no margin for this. What I mean by that is I went and visited my accountant, and with a new home, you know, it doesn't leave a lot of margin after that, really, at this point at all. So he said, Jolene, like, you don't have margin. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> and he's saying, to, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the miracle part of the walk. <laughs> Go, God, this is awesome. And I really do pray. Like, I'm like, Lord, I want to be a demonstration of your goodness. He's like, perfect. Here's the platform. You will have to believe for a miracle. So uh, I'm in the believing stages. That's right. I'm walking. I'm surveying the land. I'm asking the Lord just highlight whatever I'm supposed to go do. But literally, I'm paying like one-fifth of what normal rent is in that prime land. So this literally will be a miracle. So come see me in a year, and I, maybe I will have a, I will have a testimony. Um, but I say all of that because... Please, young people and old people and everybody. I know, I know, yeah. I just didn't want to exclude anybody. All people, seek you first. These things will be added. He's very capable of adding these things. He loves adding to our life. But it's very difficult to get us to a place where we will seek him undeniably and only him. In Matthew it says, be anxious for nothing. I really took that to heart. I said, okay, I'm going to go hard after you, Lord. I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to give everything. I'm going to stand in things. I'm going to have an unconventional lifestyle. I know it. I will die, and I'm dying. And he goes, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to increase you. Just make sure you give me the glory. Because that is what we're all about. At the end of the day, it's not if my empire gets built here. I'm going to pass away. It's not my legacy. He saved me from the pit. The, the least I can do is say thank you and give my life back. The least I can do. Him saving me is so real. I don't know if you know what you got saved from. I, serve, I sure do. I know the pit I came from, and I know my nature. That's enough. I got saved from both. And that never gets old. The joy of my salvation is ever before me. And I pray that for you all, that you'll never lose the wonder of your salvation. If you were delivered from a pit, you praise him every day of your life because you ain't there anymore. The fact that he gives us a new nature in our bodies, his nature, that we're no longer obligated to sin anymore, that's amazing. That's amazing never gets old for me. I love telling people about it. Like imagine everybody else is obligated to sin except us. Think about that. Everybody else in the world is obligated to sin except those who have his nature in them. Take it in. Like just let it land. You're actually, if you have Holy Spirit in you, you're no longer obligated to sin. Doesn't mean we don't. It just means you're no longer obligated to. And on top of that, you get the gifts and you get the fruit. Come on, like we rich people. Gifts and fruit, gifts and fruit, gifts and fruit, fruit and gifts. Amazing. Why were we walking like this, though? 
Like the weight of the world is on us. The weight of the world got taken off of us. Huh? Can I get Pentecostal? Hello? Okay, that's good enough. Okay. Yes, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. So, okay. Pleasures of life. And the fruit didn't mature. Riches, the cares. It's not that we can't have those things, folks. It's we don't want them to have us. It doesn't mean we can't drive a nice car. It doesn't mean we can't have a nice house. We just don't want them to have us. At any point in time, if he said, Julian, sell the house, gladly, Lord. No problem. It's, I'm not attached to it because it was an add-on. I didn't spend my life in my blood, sweat, and tears seeking the house, so I'm not invested in it. It's an add-on. Does that make sense? I'm talking about freedom, folks. This is true freedom. I had a client today. I told her this story, the exact one I'm telling you. She looked at me. She's like, I want what you have. I said, put your hands out. Let's pray. Because you can have it. This is not exclusive to Jolene. I just died, and this is what happens. It's not complicated. It's not complicated one bit. And I thank him that it's not complicated. I'm pretty simple. Okay, so we've got the the soil, okay? We need good soil, good heart. Turn your Bibles to James. Good old James. If you want a kick in the butt, read James. If you want another kick in the butt, read Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. Can anybody read that out loud? I, w- I wouldn't mind if somebody did. James one twenty one. Could you say that again? Stand up, lady. Stand up. And read nice and loud. This word, it's able to save you. What's the atmosphere to receive it? Humbly. Humbly? Do we know what that means anymore? (laughs) Thanks, Instagram. Humbly. Humbly? Meek. Humbly. Okay, here's the deal. Why I love this verse is a couple reasons. We have to do a little bit of putting aside all filthiness and wickedness. If we're coming into a place to receive the word, cleanse your heart, huh? Don't just stroll in here and expect that the word's going to take. Let's put it aside. Let's commit our lives anew. Let's say, Lord, now. This word, implanted, it's only once in the Bible. So that gets me curious, the little geek in me. So I looked it up. Implanted or rooted to implant, engraft. It means um, a word whose property it is to root itself like a seed in the heart. Now, I didn't know all this was coming together, but it was. In humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Now, here I'm going to do a little bio lesson. Implanted. Anybody think of something when I say Implanted. Who said that? What did you say? The fetus. Anybody else have that in mind when when I said implanted? Couple. Thank you, ladies. Gentlemen are like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? 
didn't the baby just happen? <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> there is a process, folks. We'll catch you up later. Don't come to me for the bio lesson. Go to another one. But yes, there is an implantation that happened. Actually, go to Tara. <laughs> She's a good mama. Everybody, she's a good mama, isn't she? Amen. Okay, implantation. Here's bio. So the word is to get implanted in our hearts. Catch this up. In when the egg adheres to the uterus wall, it's called implantation. This is a fertile egg, okay? Egg has been fertilized. It is now making its way up. It then implants into the uterine wall. I did a little study. Without a healthy and thick endometrium, it will be very difficult for the egg to attach to the uterus. So the woman needs a very healthy and thick endometrium to have atmosphere for egg to attach. It gets better, trust me. Implantation is a process. It's not one event. Keep that in mind. Implantation is a process. So is this, folks. So is this. It happens during the first half of the first trimester. That's why ladies get really sick. It's very volatile because it's getting into the uterine wall and nestling in there. Sometimes there's bleeding, and that gets alarm, alarms going off for some women. Okay. I'm, that's all for graphics, pretty much, so I'm sorry. Hope everybody's okay over there. We okay? I'm not telling how babies get made. I'm just saying how the egg implants. Okay. Okay, okay. Going on. So the first four weeks are just as important in the implantation process. Here's the deal. Watch this. I was listening to an expert who talks about fertility. So he said, ladies, if you're looking to get pregnant, and if there's any out there, listen up. I'm giving you some free information. He said there's four different things that you need to consider for a good atmosphere for the uterus to be ready. He said stress was the first one that makes it very difficult. Now catch the reason why. Now think of this in light of receiving the word, okay? Watch. This imp implantation word was only used once in the Bible for the sowing of the word into the heart. In the same way, it's compared as to a seed or the egg implanting into the uterine wall. And stress was one of his first ones he mentioned that hinders this process. Okay, uh, follow me. If you stressed right now, you probably won't take in the word very good. You get it? Yeah, because you're preoccupied or you're stressed or you're worried or your body's just not in a place to receive. Oh, to receive. Here's the bio of it. The stress response can negatively affect the uterine environment. Catch this. When under stress, oh, the body's response is to shunt blood flow to the extremities in doing so, the first place it pulls blood from is the reproductive organs. Because when you are in survival, reproduction's basically the last thing you need to do. <laughs> God is so amazing, actually, if you think about it. He's like, okay, we'll just take all the blood from the uterine wall and from all those, those places, and we'll shoot it out to all the other places that need blood. Because reproduction's the last thing that needs to happen if you're surviving. Incredible. It's a survival mechanism we use when we are trying to save our lives because reproduction is the last thing we need to do if we are trying to save. So the body is prioritizing. Let me put it this way. I deal with a lot. I don't, praise God. 
but I deal with a lot of anxiety in people. And anxiety, remember this, folks. This is a counselor coming out. Yay, free session. So if you struggle with anxiety, anxiety is the body's response to a perceived threat. Please, bold perceived threat. Because it doesn't always necessarily mean a real threat. Perceived threat. Then your adrenal gland, land, adrenal gland, getting a little tired. Adrenal gland, we'll call her Amy because it's a amyg- oh, pardon me, the amygdala. The amygdala activates the release of hormones. We'll call her Amy. Amy is like Lauren in this place. She activates. Get this done. Get this done. We have to get this done. That's Amy. That's the amygdala in our brain. Amy sends out the signal. There's, there's smoke. There's smoke. She doesn't know if it's a fire. She just knows it's smoke. She'll send a body's reaction of stress response, either fight, flight, or freeze. Perceived threat. So keep in mind that just like a fire alarm in our house, all it needs is smoke. It doesn't need a fire to go off. Same with Amy. That's why if you perceive a threat, you can go into a panic attack. Making sense? Okay. So this is how do you manage that? Come see me tomorrow. Anyways, no, just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you so you don't. So, um, yeah, no sessions on this site. Okay. So um, this is how you can count. Uh, no, no kidding. You can honestly, when you're stressed and you've got anxiety, count. Why do you need to count? Because it uses the other side of your brain. No kidding. So when you're jacked up and you're like really anxious, start counting. Do your times tables. Go as far as you can think. So it requires you to use the other side of your brain. That'll bring everything down. And breathing. I know it sounds too simple, but it really works. Breathing, counting. You can do categories too. If you're really good at making a meal, think about how you make the meal. Literally, it will distract you away from what's going on. I say all of that because the stress response hinders implantation. And a lot of us got us some anxiety. And a lot of us got depression. And just keep in mind, it affects the condition of your heart. So if you want breakthrough, get your heart before the Lord. If you're carrying lots of anxiety into the house of God, lay it down and say, Lord, I don't want to, I want to cast all my worries and my cares because you care for me. And I want my heart to be free so I can receive a word that could transform my situation. Following? Tracking. Amen. I'll have you guys all real Pentecostals by the end of the weekend. Anyways, so here's one other thing. The Lord had discerned me, um, corrected me. He rebuked me one day. And why I say this is because sometimes we pray not out of faith. Let me say that again. Sometimes we pray, but not out of faith. One more time because it's a really good one. Sometimes we pray, but not out of faith. We sometimes pray out of something else. Let it go in and turn your Bibles to Hebrews. Hebrews 11.6. Somebody else want to read? Anybody? Not all at once, though. Oh, please, I love that accent. Would you do that one more time? Where did you come from? Where did you land? When did you come? Where are you from? Oh, I know, I I just flooded you with questions. Just, where are you from? Oh, I love it. Okay, stand up. That's good. I love me an accent. Yes, I do. Go ahead, one more time. Oh, can we just praise him for that word? Oh, 
One more time. Can we praise him for that word? Really? He's a rewarder. Do you believe it? Do you believe? It's impossible to please him. Folks, it's impossible to please him without faith. So I was out on a walk. I got some terrible news about a family member one day. It broke my heart, like tore it, like broke, like, oh my gosh, I think my heart's out of my body kind of pain. So I was like, I'm out of here. I got to go for a walk. As I'm walking, I am crying out to him in utter brokenness. And I'm praying for a miracle, so I think. And he interrupts my wailing, even though I'm walking. My arms are wailing. And he interrupts it, and he says, Jolene, don't pray out of despair. Pray out of faith. I said, what? There's a difference? What? He said, sweetheart, bring your heart first to me. It's broken. Then pray and declare deliverance and healing. See, I thought I was praying, but I was really actually just pouring my heart out and saying, Abba, is this too much? This is too much. But in all the while, I'm like, you got to heal her. You, you just got to heal her. This is too much. She's too precious to me. What is this? This is crying out because I love her. But at that point, I hadn't mixed that prayer with faith. I was too broken. It's okay to bring a broken heart to him and say, Lord, heal my heart. And then give me the grace to believe for the miracle. Sometimes we pray out of fear. And we repeat prayers over and over and over again. Because we actually didn't believe them the first time. And over. And some more. Because we're still not believing what we're saying. We're just praying. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. But we're not really. If we want to see miracles, it's going to demand faith. Not vain words. It's going to demand us to really say, do I really believe See, I'm set up for a miracle. I got no margin. Do I believe he's able? 100%. So I'm expecting I'm going to get to see a miracle. Because all he needs is he needs fertile soil, deposit the seed in it to take. And my heart is fertile. Because I got nothing else. Do you want to see miracles? We pray about it. But then we got to be ready because stuff's going to go down that demands a miracle. Oh, that part. That's the part we don't really want. Who wanted somebody to die to believe for a resurrection? Who wants to see sickness to believe? But you know what? It's rampant, and God is just looking for people who will say, I believe. I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it. I'm going to close here. I get to <laughs> I get to be let off the hook a little bit right now. Hebrews 4:2, please. I'm actually going to read this one. Yeah. For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. 
So basically, I'm let off the hook a little bit. I can, I can say this word. Anybody could preach the word. But what depends on whether or not it profits you is if it gets united with your faith. Can I find people who have faith in them? Then say, Lord, whatever size of faith I have, I mix it with your word. I want to believe your word even more than I did yesterday. When you sing with Karis and the team, mix your faith with it and let's see what happens. When you listen to me or listen just to the word of God, don't even, not even what I have to say. I don't have to say a lot of great things. I just talk about God. But especially when the word is being preached, mix your faith with it and miracles will happen. I know several people in this audience, they're walking miracles because they believe the word of God. They believe that they were forgiven. They believe that the grace of God was enough to save them, and they're now walking as free people. Not because Jolene did really anything other than just point them back to the truth. But that is enough to save somebody's soul, it says. He's able to save our souls. So when you come to these sessions, can I humbly ask that you bring whatever measure of faith you got and say, I want the word to mix with this, Lord. Just like Mary said, be it unto me. And she received, and it was done. One word might capture your heart forever this weekend and set you on a track that you never saw coming. Your destiny could be birthed this weekend. A miracle could happen in your family this weekend. Would you mix your faith? Would you take whatever measure of faith it is and offer it before the Lord and say, A, would you increase this? And B, Lord, I want more, and I want to see your word come to pass in my life more. Would you stand with me? Um, this, I don't know if it was spoken of, but this weekend Travis asked for a theme and um, I had to seek the Lord and, and I listened and he said, going deeper and wider this weekend. Deeper and wider were to expand. Hundredfold, right? So I get that word and I was going to email Travis, but it was too late at night, so I was going to wait till the next day and got going on things of the day. And Karis, on a Sunday, audio notes me, JoJo, as she does always, starts singing to me. <laughs> and then she gets to the nuts and bolts, and she goes, you know what? I was just thinking, wondering what your, your theme is. I'm telling people to come and, I was talking to this person, and I, I was telling them, you know what, I just sense that this weekend is going to be about going deeper and wider. He's going to do it. Can you believe with me? Can you, like, offer up your faith? Just close your eyes and say, Lord, whatever mustard seed of faith I got, I truly, 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 verily, verily, verily believe I will go deeper and wider in your word, in your presence, in my walk with you. Deeper and wider. May there be great depth and expanse after this weekend. Depth, Lord. We want substance. We don't want to flake out. We don't want to be like the ones who testing and trials came and they fell away. Let it never be, Lord. Instead, let our hearts be fertile and humble. And in such humility, we receive the word and say, Lord, would you do this in me? I don't have all the answers. I don't know why certain things are happening in my life. But your word is above everything. And I submit and I humble myself before your word. Father, would you help us to humble ourselves? Because we're a people who can get so self-absorbed.
and especially in this culture? Could that get stripped away this weekend? And could you come right to the forefront? If you called us and you redeemed us, then Lord, we're yours. And you want to seal us with the Holy Spirit and a holy fire that will never go out. So we can be salt and light and we could really mean what we say and do be doers of the word, not just sayers. So I just, I commit this weekend, I commit these people that have decided to show up. And I just pray as a group of people that you would honor your word. We expect, Lord, and we believe you will if we come and humble ourselves before you. In Jesus's awesome, awesome name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.